Hello, love buddies. Welcome back to another episode of The Wedded Podcast with your hosts, Jen and Steve Van Elk. We are a semi-professional look at wedding planning and marriage. Basically, we're going to help you get together and hopefully stay together. And this week, we're super excited to talk to Alex Zoldis of First Dance Charlotte. She's going to help us out with the whole helping you get together, plan your wedding thing that we typically do on here. Alex, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you on. Um, so we've been planning this for a while now. I've been so excited to we finally our schedules came together. We're able to chat. Um, have you been pretty busy uh, with uh, planning for this uh, season coming up? Well, I was <laughs> until yeah. um, I was so busy. I would say like at the beginning of the year, obviously, like I think everybody was. And then, you know, coronavirus has come and, and left us in its wake or whatever we want to say. Um, so, yeah, so I haven't been as busy um, as I typically am because people are postponing their sure. wedding. However, I do still have people who are soldiering on and are just changing their wedding to be a smaller one or, you know, have it outside. And so I'm still teaching dance lessons to those people. And especially they're, they're not like giving up their dance lessons. You know, people are still deciding to, they're going to, if they're going to have their wedding, that's something they can still do. Mm -hmm. Um, like a first dance is still something that's, that can happen at a reception, even if the reception is modified because it's just you two. So, you know, it's still, it's a, and people will ask for it too. Honestly, if you don't have it planned, and then someone says, do a first dance or something. And then you're like, oh, no, I put that off. I wasn't going to deal with that until the big reception. You know, I'm like, you should plan for it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that couples are still planning to do something like this, even though um, the future is so unknown right now in this industry um, that people are still optimistic and yeah. uh, and having the idea of like, I am doing this for purpose. And that purpose is someday I'm going to get married. Um, right. Right. Really yeah. Great. So I've had, I just had somebody, um, who I started working with, um, probably a couple weeks ago and they had their first lesson and they were supposed to take maybe five lessons, I think. And after maybe a week ago or something, they were like, Oh, we've decided to postpone to next year, which I think is, you know, happening a lot you know, but they were like, but we still want to take lessons from here until next year. So they were like, we'll just spread them out and come like once a month. <laughs> Cause they were like, Oh, we had so much fun. We just still want to keep coming. So that's great. Um, cause I would like to keep teaching people during mm -hmm. this time if we can't, if I can, you know, and then so that it's not all squished at the beginning of next year, which I think it's going to be, but <laughs> or I just have to clone so myself or something. Yes. Yeah. You, know, so um, you have to make a bunch of like YouTube tutorials where you just, you know, sub in like generic terms that could be used for any couple out there. Now the person leading the dance whose <laughs> name is. <laughs> it's actually, Steve, it's funny that you bring that up because I actually do have online programs. They're not on, well, I have a YouTube thing, but I have like an online, um, like wedding dance lessons, mm -hmm. which I started not because of coronavirus, but has ended up helping me a lot because mm -hmm. I actually started it when I had a baby last year and I knew I was going to be out for maternity leave. And I was like, well, I've got to do something for these people to kind of tide them over because I only took like three months off before I came back. So what I figured was if I had October weddings and November weddings, I could get them started with a little bit of dance lessons. They get the foundation and then they could come back to me later on and do more. So like I just kind of like dive in or create a more elaborate dance. But then when this, all this stuff happened, I was like, I'm just going to kick this into gear and so in the past, since March, I've done like six new, um, now these are like 
custom programs to songs, like specific mm-hmm. songs, which was before I had it as just like a general. I do have a general one that like anybody could do, which by the way, you guys should do it. Oh, I, I would it. love it. <laughs> Did you do a first dance? We asked you that. We, did. we rocked back and forth for a while. <laughs> it was back. It was back it was in two thousand. Well, I mean, people still they did professional dances back then too. But in two thousand eight, wasn't as popular. Quote. Well, let's yeah. just be honest about this. Jen wanted to do like a choreographed awesome dance. Yeah. She got sidled with like a real lazy piece of crap for a <laughs> dance partner. Uh, not pointing fingers at anybody, but you know. <laughs> Whoever Jen was sidled with was just, you know, not into it at all. And so, you know, that experience really just got taken away from her. And really, it's it's her that I feel bad for because she was just in such a bad position, you know? But I mean, sometimes I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Sometimes you love someone and and you make sacrifices because they don't have confidence or rhythm. <laughs> oh, no, Steven, See, that's what everybody says about that. Yeah, he doesn't. He's he's he was always so nervous to be on the dance floor, um, but he made up for it. We went to a um, a German fest, a beer fest. Oktoberfest. That is what it's called. <laughs> we went to an Oktoberfest <laughs> and um, I was like, I would love to polka dance while we're there. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, okay, well, you know, I don't know what we can do about that. I don't think we can get lessons before we go. So one day I came down the stairs and he had a YouTube tutorial on and we polka danced in our living room. <laughs> That's adorable. So, so it totally made up I for it. I love that. Yeah, so that makes it better, you know, that you've done a little something. Yeah. But yeah, you, there's no, it's never too late to learn how to dance because, well, I don't know if all your friends are married at this point and you're not getting it. I mean, that's how we are. We're like, none of our friends yeah. are getting married anymore. And we're, so we're not really like invited to very many weddings. So we don't get to dance as often, but you know, it's still good to have that kind of in your back pocket to know how to do some things. And it's really fun, of course. It is. So that's really what a lot of people say um, is that when they come to me is they say, oh, you know, I don't want to just like stand there and sway back and forth. Not that there's anything wrong with that because like there is a place for that too, I think, to have that moment. Thank you for making this a safe space for me, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No judgment here. I, I am a non-judgment free. This is a judgment-free zone. Um, yeah, but I think most of the time when people do decide to take dance lessons, that's why. Because they're like, we really just, we want to do more than that. But I wouldn't say that most people want to do elaborate choreographed dances. It's kind of maybe half and half. Like, well, I mean, I would even say more, more so, more like 75% of people just want to look natural Mm-hmm. Kind of like they know what they're doing when yeah. they get out there and like, you know, like, or like they tried a little bit, but nothing like too crazy. And then there's like the other half people are like, yeah, we're going to do everything. <laughs> we want to do, you know, a mashup and like a hip hop dance and a, and you know, all this different stuff, which is awesome too. I love that. So How many clients you- come into you now and they're like, we've been on TikTok all day and uh, we just really need to master these dances that we're going to do. <laughs> You know, I feel like this would have been the year for that, right? Yeah. Of like, because I feel like TikTok is kind of like blown up this year. Um, but yeah, I haven't had that many people. It used to be that people would, you know, the people who do want to do something crazy, they would come with a YouTube or send me a YouTube video of like dancing with the stars or um, oh wow, just, yeah, yeah, that happens. Like a dancing with the stars dance or just another wedding dance that they've seen. And they're like, I want we want to do everything in this dance. And I then have to sometimes walk people back a little bit to be like, well, how long are you going to work on this? You know, cause some people, these people who put their dances on YouTube, you know, this is not everybody, but some of the ones that are big and go viral or whatever, those people have probably been working on it like for months and months and months and months. And so if you're not kind of willing to put in the work to make it flawless, then it's not just going to happen if you come to two lessons with me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so 
some people are like, they come for two lessons and they are like, can we do everything? And I'm like, well, that's really just two hours of your life, you know, total. So if you're a complete novice and, you know, you're willing to only put two hours into it, then I'm like, well, we got to like, just change our expectations a little yeah. bit. That's not to say that some people accomplish a ton in that. So I, I think um, it just depends on, you know, your basis level. And if you're feeling like you have zero rhythm, like, and two left feet, which is a lot of people say that, um, then I always recommend a few more lessons just in case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even if you want to do something really simple. Yeah. So I love watching our couples do their first dance and it seems more so that people are incorporating uh, some professional moves. Do you, have you seen an influx of people interested in doing and working on more first dances with you since you've started this? Um, Or do you feel like it's been kind of the the same since you've started? Um, I definitely think it, I mean, it's been pretty much the same, I think, with people wanting to do like more elaborate things or more simple. However, no, I take that back because so I started this in 2015 Mm -hmm. and and actually I worked with people in 2014, too. But they were kind of my test people to see Mm -hmm. if I if this was something, you know, I just did my friend's weddings and um, to see if this is something I actually wanted to do. And if it would be viable, which turned out it was, but I think things have changed a ton in just the past couple years with like Instagram. It's more important now than it was before to get those like amazing shots of their dance and their little signs of over their cheese, you know, like like every detail is really considered because it's all going to go out there onto the internet. Mm -hmm. So my husband and I were married in 2013 and even then, and so you guys are in 20, 2008, you know, there was no Instagram then in 2008, but even in 2013, Instagram existed, but people didn't use it the way, you know, I think I had like one post or something in in 2013 (laughs) and then like one in 2014 and then it kind of took off. So I think that that has definitely influenced people and they're wanting to, you know, do something a little bit more and like look really great. Um, And there's also like videography too. I think if you are spending money on videography and not just photography, which, you know, some people do and some people don't, Mm -hmm. they want to have something to show. You know, if you're spending an extra five to $10,000 on videography, which I don't know if that's exactly what it costs, but I think that is, um, you know, if you just standing there during your dance versus really like utilizing the time, then you get those extra moments in your cut up video, you know, the trailers and stuff that they get these like beautiful moments where they splice in their twirl and then they do a dip and it looks amazing. You're like, wow. You know, so I guess it's just, it's part of that. I think we're really outwardly focused now about, and it's, not just for, um, like learning a skill. I think that's changed, but that's really not everybody. There are tons of people that still come that are like, we've always wanted to learn how to dance. And we thought this is the time to do it because we have an excuse for it to, you know, or it's not an excuse, but, or there's like a a reason for doing it. So not just like, Oh, we want to start a new hobby. It's like, Mm -hmm. let's do this in relation to planning. That's great. I think people to end up telling me a lot of times that this is one of the most fun things that they do during their wedding planning. And it's not just because it's, you know, I'm a fun person or something. I think I'm a fun person, but I don't <laughs> think that that's the reason. I think it's because they have this like physical, it's like a physical thing to do together that takes you out of your crazy stress brain mm-hmm. that people have when they're planning their weddings. And it puts you back in your body. And I think people kind of forget that a lot of people exercise and I think that helps, you know, and that mm-hmm. it does the same thing, but this is like also something that you're learning together, which ends up making you feel like you've got this great bond. And then you think about the memories and like, Oh, it's so fun when we learned that and we laughed and we almost, we totally messed it up. And then we got better at it, you know, and you're kind of building 
it's really, it's really a wonderful thing to do, like to, to build a better bond, I think, especially when you're stressed out. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's a wonderful perspective to look at it as an escape and not a task. Like it's, it's a date. It's like a little date. Yes. Yes. It's like date night. Yeah. A lot of people do that too. They'll like dress up. Well, when you could go eat at restaurants and stuff, like people would go, you know, and make it add it to, you know, I'd be like, Oh, you look so cute. You're so dressed up, you know, for our <laughs> lesson. And they're like, Oh, we're going out to eat afterwards. And, you know, on a weeknight, yeah. on a school night, you know, as I call it. <laughs> uh, that's, and I, yeah. And it, what you were talking about it, being able to, um, I mean, in a way you're exercising and you're building together and, um, exercise is a stress reliever. So this is obviously a stress reliever to be able to do something like this with your partner. Um, I could have used that in my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to say, wink, wink. We're a little stressed right now. Oh, game. yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's... And now's the perfect time because like, you don't have to worry like if we go out to eat before we do a dance lesson because you're not going out to eat. But like, you know, then you got like a f- belly full of food and like that doesn't feel good when you're exercising. And then you also don't have to worry like, but if we go out like for dinner after the dance lesson, we're going to stink because we've been exercising <laughs> for like an hour. Like you don't have any of those worries. And I mean, I would love to just think that everybody just has these like amazing pheromones where it's like they work out and it's just like they smell better to their partner. But I know it doesn't work like that for me. So, <laughs> Stephen, I'm I, stressing. What okay, kind of dancing? Do you think these couples are doing? Are they like? Um, do you think they're crunking or something? I was on Alex's site. It was all hip hop breakdance the entire time. So. <laughs> It was like an intensive, hour-long, just spinning on your head workout. So, I would love to see that. By the way, oh my god, yeah, not everybody does that. <laughs> I was just gonna say you should choose a slower song if you're worried about that. Maybe. Um, what was your first dance song, if you don't oh, mind? Bright Eyes, first day of my life. Oh, I love that song so <laughs> much. Oh my gosh, um, that is a wonderful song I love that song sorry it just went back like back into my yeah (laughs) I went back I went back there um to that time um I think that's a great song you could have you could have judged that song up though you know and nobody has ever chosen that I've never gotten to do a dance to that song well and um the vow renewal that I'm planning in my head right now (laughs) you can teach us a song with that the vow renewal you started planning the instant she said (laughs) you guys should do some dance lessons yes my gosh I've already picked out my dress (laughs) I would love to make a dance to that song there's like I have my list of like my my dream songs and Mm -hmm. you know I think that one would be on there oh I love it something that I'd like to do what but else is on your list of dream songs? The Beatles, Here, There, Everywhere. Mm-hmm. I Do you know that song? I love yes. that song. I feel like it is a very underplayed Beatles song. And nobody ever chooses Beatles songs anyway for first dances, which I kind of think is, is strange sometimes because there's a couple good, like something is, I think is really pretty. And there, there's a song by um, the Mamas and the Papas. I uh, have my oldies. Hold on. Let me see if I can just pull it up. I have... I have Spotify playlist like out. Oh yeah, here it is. Dream first dance song. Oh, I also love that song. This will be our year by the zombies. Do you know oh, that song? I love it. Yeah. Um, I love that one. What is the song? I can sing it in my head. I don't really want to sing <laughs> out loud because I'm not that good. Oh, dream a little dream of me, mm-hmm. which also has been covered by other people, but I like that version mm-hmm. of it. Um, I like you know, that particular one. So those are like my oldies ones off the top of my head. Um, I should have written these down because I wrote down a lot of song things thinking about it. But one thing that's funny that you're bringing up about that, why, I mean, why I haven't ever done a dance to first day of my life. I'm surprised that I haven't because I looked back at my songs in 2018. I taught 148 couples, which is crazy. Wow. In that was like the last year that was like a full year. Um, but on my playlist, which is all the songs of people that I taught, I have 111 songs. 
So there are not that many repeats, really. Like you'd think everybody does perfect by Ed Sheeran or something, but they don't. That year it was very popular. I think I probably did like 12 or probably 12 people at least that chose that song. But it's really like people really are unique. They're always choosing something new. That's so neat. I would have never, I would have thought like 20% was one song and, you know, another five, 10% was another song. Like I, that's amazing. I mean, it's all over the place and people choose the most, I mean, songs I've never heard in my life. I get introduced to new music all the time. I didn't know about the band Johnny Swim. Do you know them? Chance? Oh, there's a great song. It's called Take the World. And it is so pretty. And I'd never heard of this band until somebody came and said, oh, we're going to do this song. And then I was like, oh, wow, this is great. You know, I just, yeah. it's, it's really a pretty song. It's on like my top 10 list now because it's just so pretty. Really? And yeah, I love it. Yeah, you have to check it out. Yeah. Does anybody ever bring a song in and you're just like, nope, no, no, you can't dance <laughs> to that one. Okay, my like... My PC answer is no. I, I mean, I will teach people to dance to any song. If it's really, I mean, people have come in and I've, I don't want to sound like a terrible person, right? <laughs> I, you know, in my head, sometimes I think these things like, why do you choose this song? Um, but you know what ends up happening every time is I end up like loving it. And I'll even play it for my husband and be like, oh my God, you never believe, you know, this person has chosen this (laughs) song. And then like the next day, he's like, what are you humming? And I'm like, oh, I love this song now. It's like really grown on me. Even if I, cause like sometimes I just take right away. I, you know, you want to make a snap judgment or something, Mm -hmm. but I really think it's, it's really possible to make most songs really beautiful. Like once you start putting dance to it, I feel like it, and if you like highlight special moments of the song, like it just can be so pretty oh, and yeah. it really changes it in. And then once you have a dance to it and I, and I see people or when you see people dancing to it and they love each other and then I'm like, Oh, I get why you chose the song, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, I cannot think of a song off the top of my head that, that I really dislike. So I think that's a good thing. <laughs> Is there any that you would refuse to take pictures of if they were dancing? <laughs> um, take hey, a look I at this photograph by Nickelback. <laughs> I gotta go throw. No, up real I've quick. never done. I've never done anything to that. So, or never done anything <laughs> okay. to that band. So, um. looks like you're attracting the right type of client. <laughs> okay, we just lost some listeners off of that comment. That's okay. <laughs> I want the right type of listeners too. So. I'm going to let my prejudice show. (laughs) It's okay. People have really strong, I mean, people have music opinions, you know, like Mm. I wouldn't say I love country music, even though I live in the South. Um, you know, it's not like my favorite genre, but a lot of people choose country songs. And then I end up really, and I mean, I end up liking a lot of them that I never thought I would end up liking. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not something I, I would be maybe more on the bright eyes side of listening, you know, mm-hmm. that was my genre at, you know, at a time. But I think, I think I'm open to all types of music, I guess. Just all types of people. Yeah. I, I've definitely opened up a little bit more to different types of music recently. And I think it was more of like a, this is what everyone else listened to where I'm from. So I'm not going to listen to this. I want to like establish my own style, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Why, why am I putting myself in a box? I can like more than just one type of music. I can listen to everything. Right. So, you know, you're creating your own style with music. Um, What are some other ways that people can customize their first dance to fit their style? Yeah. Um, that's actually a great, great question. And I think, so first I would say, yeah, it's about like choosing a song, right? A song is going to dictate a lot of the style of the dance. So if you choose like a Frank Sinatra song, 
on the whole, you are going to be kind of not stuck. I don't want to say stuck, but you're, you're dancing certain styles of dance Mm -hmm. to that song because actually that song came out at a time when people like danced, you know, when people, when (laughs) these things kind of were around. So what that means is like, maybe you're doing more of like a foxtrot or a swing type of style of dance. So sometimes people will come in and be like, oh, we want to do a waltz. You know, I've always imagined of doing this like wedding waltz where we move around the floor and we like, but then they choose something that's like, choose a song that's more, you know, upbeat or has like a strong beat and doesn't have this flowy feel. So, so sometimes that needs to be changed if it's like, oh, I've always dreamed of doing this, like this type of thing, then maybe you need to like look at a different song. But usually what I do is we stick with the song and then if they want to move around the floor, we just do more steps that are going to get them around the floor a little bit more just to their song. And, and most people, they have a vision, but they will let me shape them into Mm -hmm. what kind of what I think is best for especially once they get started, if they are like, oh, this is harder than they thought, or if they're like, oh, this is easier than they thought, which I I think on the whole, most people are like, oh, this is easier than we thought it was going to be, which is great, you know, that 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 happens. Yeah. And then they're like more willing to kind of throw in more stylistic things, I guess. But I think if you're thinking like, okay, if you're getting married, like out in a barn or something, and you're going to wear cowboy boots, then I think a lot of the time, maybe you choose something like a sweet country song or something like that fits that kind of style. I had a couple once that had this like really modern, they got married in LA, but they had moved to Charlotte like a couple weeks before they were getting married from LA. So they were all like really hip and cool. And their wedding was like, you know, I don't know. It was like in a loft in there was lots of cement and succulents before succulents were cool and you know all that kind of stuff and they chose um the song no diggity but (laughs) (laughs) I know which is really non-traditional right (laughs) but they chose a version by Chet Faker who was this this just a cover but it was like really like smooth cool vibe and I'm just like that was such a cool way to it just kind of set off their night, I think, because they came out with this song that's really recognizable to their friends, you know, but it's this cover and people are like, oh, what is that? And, you know, I don't know. It's just there are ways that you can use your first dance, I think, as a way to like catapult the rest of the night. And mm-hmm. if you're going to have a big band that has like all kinds of brass instruments, maybe it is great that you choose like more of a jazzy old school number and that kind of sets off the night for like, Oh, this is a classy, you know, vintage, but like cool. And I don't know, kind of, there's different ways to kind of set off the night depending on what else is going to be played, especially. That's great. So do you feel like people should choose their, their dance style before they choose their music? Mm, I think I think yes and no. Like if they know anything about dance, um, then maybe if they've always like wanted to learn swing dance or something or something that's more specific or salsa, say like if you're like, oh, I've always wanted to kind of do like a sassy salsa number, then you should definitely think about that and then choose a song because not everything is going to work with that. Uh, like not every song is going to be able to be dance salsa too, you know, or, or same with like swing. But I think most people, at least most people who come to me, they choose their song first and Mm -hmm. they have a song that they love and that means something to them. And then they're like, we'll we'll just learn whatever steps work with it. So. And then you get to say like, also your dress is not going to work with this song and these steps. (laughs) So we need to get a completely different dress for you for this (laughs) wedding. Now you get to make those decisions, right? You know, that sometimes happens because (laughs) when people come in and they're like, we want to do a backflip. So I don't know if you (laughs) saw, I don't know if I have a picture on my Instagram or I think I do like way, way, way deep down. Like, oh, I actually don't know. Or it might be on my website, 
Um, I've had like several couples do backflips in their dance, not like wow. a standing, like an assisted backflip where the yeah. guy flips the girl. Right. And, um, yeah, you can't do that in every wedding. No, dance, right? not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but you can certainly try it. And, um, so sometimes people, like I had a couple last year who, the, the girl at the last lesson, she was like, you know, I think we're, I think I'm going to get like a reception dress or just even like a first dance dress because their dance was getting more elaborate. And she was like, I know that I'm not going to be able to feel comfortable in my dress. And she also wanted to wear sneakers for the dance, yeah. which changes things if you're wearing heels, which a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm just going to change into sneakers as soon as I get out on the dance floor. And I'm like, uh, no, you are not because you're going <laughs> to trip on your dress as soon as you start trying to dance. So you have to hold it, hold it together for one dance and then you can kick off those shoes and, you know, depending yeah. on what you're doing with your parent dances, of course. Don't worry. We're going to get rid of the dress altogether. I'm just going to wear my white sweatpants <laughs> on the dance floor. So <laughs> Perfect. The white sweatpants? <laughs> I wish more people would change into white sweatpants. <laughs> what if everybody changed into white sweatpants? Then you don't have to worry about how much you eat. You don't have those troubles that so many brides have with like, I don't know if Sitting. I'd be able to sit down in yeah. this Sitting dress down? or not, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, I that is my made that is a major recommendation. I know you had somebody on on your podcast that was talking about wedding dresses and I was like I was yelling like amen the whole time. <laughs> like please do a dance party in your dress. Please yes. make sure you can sit down in your dress because if you cannot sit down in your dress, you are not going to be comfortable dancing in it and your reception is mostly dancing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the night that's that's the major part of it. So I think you want to be comfortable in it and think about your shoes too, because like sometimes people with those really super high, oh my gosh, by the time you get to your reception, your feet are screaming and it's not comfortable. So definitely I would say, think about your shoes too. And we've had some people that are like, nope, not doing this anymore. And they just take them off. And then the whole time they're just kind of hacking up their dress because yeah. the, cause that's the alteration. You, all, you alter with the shoes. And right. yeah, so that is definitely something that you need to take in consideration. So we've got our music plans. We've obviously hired you. How long does it take to um, learn a dance, like a, just a average first dance, like what you, I would say be your most popular type of style. Sure. Um, so I have packages that I've created, um, and I feel like they fit the majority of people like, and so the average package is five lessons, which is five hours of dancing. Mm -hmm. Right. And with me, but I expect you to practice a little bit in between the lessons, but that in five lessons, a lot of people do a choreographed dance. So they're like learning steps and learning twirls and dips and possibly lifts, um, moving around the floor, all that. Like, so if you want to do something that's a little bit more, um, in just a, a more elaborate dance, even as it can still be really, really simple, but something that's more than just like, three steps, I guess, then I'd say maybe you need like five lessons and the amount of time to learn it. Like usually a lot of people go back to back and just put it all, you know, one lesson per week. But with my calendar, because I'm just one person and because I'm serving a lot of people and different people are doing different amounts of lessons, a lot of people separate their lessons out from like three months out from their wedding to even maybe even six months. And you might go take one lesson and then have like three weeks off and then come to another lesson and then have like two back to back or something in two weeks and then spread them out a little bit more. So, and I actually think that ends up working out a lot better for people, especially when they're really, really busy because yeah. when you put them back to back one week, it, a lot of times they don't, you don't get time to practice. Because what happens is you go home and you're like, oh, that lesson was great. And we mean to practice. And then, you know, three days have gone by and then all of a sudden five days. And then it's the day before your next lesson. And you're like, Absolutely. oh, no, like we haven't done any work. 
So I definitely think if you spread it out, it gives you a little bit more time, especially if you are a busy person. Um, which now that people don't go anywhere, I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> what, what are you doing? Do? <laughs> in the evening? I mean, you're working, right? But like, you don't have all of your activities that you used to have. Yeah. So you have more time to practice. And I would say practicing is really like, not everybody practices, but if you think about it, it's like the more you dance together, the more comfortable you get and the more confident you feel on your wedding day. So if you're nervous about dancing, don't just leave it to chance because yeah. the more you do it, even though it's uncomfortable at first, the better it gets. It's just like, I always um, compare it to learning a, a second language. When you start trying to pronounce something in French and you're like, you know, I'm doing it all wrong. <laughs> and you're almost embarrassed to like try to say the word that you're working on and it feels uncomfortable in your mouth and you're like, I don't get it. But the more you do it, the easier it gets. So it, it really is if you can get past those first points of uncomfortableness, um, it gets, it gets so much easier. And then by the time your wedding gets here, you look so natural and relaxed and you're not like thinking about the steps and stressing about it, but instead you can be in the moment, just like people want to be yeah. in the moment and say like, Oh, I just want to like be there during that dance, but still know what to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only way to get that is to like make it muscle memory and Absolutely. get it on autopilot so that you can, yeah, feel really comfortable. So practicing is really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. I remember learning dances when I was a kid. Like I did dance um, through not professionally, obviously, but um, through like cheerleading and yeah. we did like dance team. And I remember mm -hmm. learning these dances and it being so difficult at the beginning. But then we practiced so much that it just ended up becoming something we didn't even have to think about. Like our bodies right. just automatically moved that way. Yes. And I feel like that is, that can happen to everyone as long as they practice enough. Um, yeah. How much, I would say, I mean, this is just a, a guess, but how many hours would you recommend someone to practice if they are not comfortable or not good at dancing? <laughs> um, so I wouldn't, I mean, so you, there's never like to too much. I don't, I don't think there's too much unless you're practicing it really wrong. And then, you know, that's un, unhelpful. Yeah. Um, but I usually recommend that my couples and thinking about them being, um, busy people that have other things to do in their life too. I recommend that they practice for like 15 minutes, just a day. Like, and, you know, I'm more concerned with like frequency versus duration because yeah the more often you pick it up and put it down, the easier it gets on your wedding day when the song comes on and your brain goes, you know, and you, yeah. you don't remember what you're supposed to do or something, you know, or that feeling of a little feeling of panic sets in, then your body can take over because you've just done it so many times. So it's less, I mean, some people will spend, some people tell me they'll, they've spent an hour or an hour and a half, like almost every day or three times or four times in between lessons, which I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. But that not everybody is, is as motivated or, um, you know, just like we are with like exercise and stuff, you know, some people, they just wake up in the morning and they're like, I do my exercise. And other people are like, I need somebody to make me do it. <laughs> yeah. So I think having, if you, if you know, you're one of those people that needs somebody to make you do it, then I recommend doing more lessons because then you can practice more during the lesson and get that practice time. Mm. I'm personally having flashbacks like when I was a kid and I had to wear braces and headgear and stuff. And you get like, <laughs> you go to the orthodontist and they're like, yeah, you got to wear this headgear every single night if you want to see the changes. And you're like, okay. And they're like, just put it on like the second notch here. And then you don't wear it. And then you're like two nights out and you're like, oh man, they're going to know I didn't wear it. And you're like, I wonder if I can crank this baby to like four or five notches. Just have two real painful days. And still pacifying <laughs> colors. And it, it's it terrible. doesn't work. Wait, did they know this happened to you, didn't it? Because it happened multiple times. <laughs> I was supposed to wear those like the really awful, really thick 
bands, mm-hmm. you know, like, and mm-hmm. it hurt so much. And I remember at one appointment, they were like, we know you haven't been wearing this. And I was like, how do you know? <laughs> They're like, because your teeth haven't moved. Duh. Like, that's the point. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I had to wear bands at one point, too, to, like, bring a, a tooth down that was, like, stuck up in my gums. That was the worst. And I was just like, the night before I went in, I was like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm only supposed to put the one band on. I'm going to put three bands on tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Did it pull your tooth out? <laughs> I, I was told I was making very <laughs> good progress. <laughs> As we do not recommend if you have I braces do we do not recommend taking advice from steve he is not a professional <laughs> yeah I, i'm lucky i have any teeth left in my head at all let's be honest <laughs> does anybody even have real braces anymore i mean they just do the invisalign no or like the clear ones we had like, a guy seen a kid walking down the street with a full mouth of metal and like <laughs> You know, I don't know. You really give give us a few. Point. Give us a few years, and we'll put our, oh, our, our kids in braces. He's he's gonna need some braces, like Perfect. really bad. <laughs> so. Put them in the old-fashioned ones and say, "You have to wear these too," because I did that. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's the only option for him. So <laughs> I can't imagine that Invisalign actually working we have the same issues both of us had like incredibly crooked teeth and also the eye teeth that were clear up to the very top of our gums and so yeah we've, we've passed on our wonderful teeth genes so <laughs> but anyways clear what my baby's teeth will be <laughs> they've come in a little bit but you know this is baby teeth so yeah no. oh they so had the like most beautiful straight teeth and then the adult teeth came in and it was like Oh, oh my gosh, what did I give birth to? <laughs> oh, that's okay. So if Ian, Ian, if you're ever listening to this, I love you so much and you're beautiful. You're beautiful just the way you are, crooked teeth and all. Mm-hmm. And you can learn to dance. Yes. You're gonna... You don't have to just have the, the dancing genes and let that yeah. thing, you know, pass oh, down. I'm hoping they get the dancing genes from their mother. So yeah, he seems to have some rhythm. Yeah, you know, rhythm is like the hardest thing because if you really have like no rhythm, no rhythm, that's hard. It's really hard. That's harder to teach. But mm-hmm. I think more people have more rhythm than they think. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think you just are not quite sure how to move to particular songs, or when songs change a lot, people struggle with that you know, at the reception, like from a fast song to a slow song to it. And they're not really sure how to pick it up. But when you practice to just one song, it's very, yeah. because you're just practicing to that one song over and over. And you hear me going like snapping in your ear, yeah. and, you know, or clapping or saying the steps at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. I think I can make you a dancer out of you, Steve. He's <laughs> actually, he's not, He's just not, he wasn't confident. Like we, we got married young. We're straight out of college. He was not confident. He has more rhythm than he knows because it's come out a little bit. And the dance floor isn't like violent, like just him shaking me on the dance floor. So it's definitely improved a lot. So, so if you have somebody like me come in, who's just uh, not confident in their dancing abilities just maybe not able to dance period um what would you tell them to try to build their confidence and get them like willing to try right um so i guess what i normally would say is i guess i don't know if i even what do i say i just mostly have say like just give it a chance first right before Mm -hmm. you like you have to have a little bit of an open mind about it. A lot of do people do come in and they're like very, very uncomfortable. Some, some people are very uncomfortable, but usually by the end of the first lesson, I feel like I can get you, if you can have like a little success, um, which I normally, I start very, very easy. So like, I'm not throwing you in the deep end. And I think that that could be a problem if you went to somewhere where they're not really paying attention to your like body language or things like that, that, you know, I'm really paying attention to got to get you to be like comfortable and loose in my presence first and know that I'm not judging you before people are going to be willing to even try. Mm-hmm. And, but that's hardly, I mean, I think once I can teach people how to slow dance 
properly. That's like my first thing. I teach people how to hold each other correctly and in a way that I feel like is really comfortable for slow dancing and start moving to the music almost like right away. And as soon as people feel confident doing that, then I feel like I've got, I've got you because if you can feel comfortable, even just like not, you know, not just doing the, the, uh, prom sway, if you want to be like a little bit more advanced from that, then people like, at least if we don't learn anything else, we've got this. So that's the main, I mean, that's like the bar is very low. I want people to do more than that, but if, if we can accomplish that, then we're golden because I think then people are starting to be like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. And like, and I can do it, you know? So I think that that's, did I answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I am curious though. How often do you get to like the end of the five lessons and you just get to look at somebody and be like, you see the music was in you the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Fairly often. I don't, I don't know if I word it that way. Sometimes I do. It depends on who they are. If they're like fun and silly people and I can say it was, you know, it was in you all along. I knew it. Um, then it's wonderful. I mean, a lot of the times I have the people who have the, that are the most clammed up at the beginning end up being like my best friend at the end, especially the guys, if, if the guy comes in feeling, and that's not always the case that it's the guy who is, you know, doesn't know what they're doing because sometimes it's, it's the opposite. Um, and you know, sometimes they end up at the end being just like a big teddy bear. That's just like, Oh, this has been so much fun and hugging me and saying like, or, or getting like really confident and being like, Oh yeah, you know, we got this kind of thing. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, this is a different personality that I've seen. So I think those little successes as they build on each other is, is really important. So, Do you have any stories of, of people who just absolutely surprised you, like coming in for the dance? They're like, oh, I just, I don't really know how to do this. And they just kind of blown you out of the water. Um, I think that happens all the time. I mean, yeah. I can't even think of a specific person because like, I feel like the majority of people come in I mean, that, and say, oh, we have two left feet or, oh, we have no rhythm. And then they, they make so much progress from like the first lesson to the last lesson that it is just, you know, it's crazy. And then they're like, oh my gosh, my family is going to like freak out and be like, and my friends would never guess that I could do these things. And sometimes people just don't even know they have it in them. Mm-hmm. But also like if people have any sort of athletic background, that usually helps. Though I will say most people that have athletic background come in and they're like, oh, we're going to be the best because they're like <laughs> used to playing sports, you know, yeah. and being like good at it or something. Um, so, but sometimes that surprise, I think it surprises them when they're like, oh, I've only ever played this one sport, you know, and then they come out here and there's a lot of things that overlap or a lot of metaphors that I can use. I'm not, I didn't play that many sports, but I, I have three brothers, so they played all the sports. And so I can kind of fake my way through like, oh, you know, if you throw a ball, it's like, it's like when you're throwing a ball, when you step this way and then people kind of get it. Like if they're working with something or like a shifting weight thing, which is kind of hard for some people, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're doing kind of a challenging step that requires you to shift your weight too much from one foot or not too much, but like, if you have to really shift your weight. Some people don't really think about that as a thing, but we do it every day when you're walking, like mm-hmm. you're literally shifting your, or if you're just like hiking a, a baby on your hip, which may, married people maybe don't have, don't do that yet, but like, or a bag yeah. on your shoulder and you kind of shift your hips. So there, there are ways to kind of make it so that it's easier to understand, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and people end up, yeah, really surprising me. So it's wonderful. I, I love it. They're like my little dance baby. I'm like a little dance mom. I'm like <laughs> when I see their, cause I don't go to the weddings. Right. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm a vendor who's like before the thing. So I don't get to see how it turns out until after the fact and in pictures and videos and stuff, if they get like a cell phone video, even if they don't have a videographer. And I mean, I'm just like squeal for joy the way that people's dances turn out. 
Mm-hmm. And it's not even a lot of it. It doesn't even have to be perfect. It's really a lot of it is enthusiasm. If you have a lot of enthusiasm out there, like you, your friends and family love you so much that they're like, they're totally rooting for you. They're not going to boo you off the dance floor. For and sure. if they do that, they should be kicked out of the wedding because <laughs> absolutely. why were they invited anyway if they aren't going to support you and raise you up, you know? You know, we all have complicated family relationships. and <laughs> <laughs> Some worse than others. <laughs> Did you get booed off the dance floor, Steve? I've been one point of time. (laughs) Been been booed off every floor I've ever been on by my family. Oh, that's the sad thing. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now you've shared with us stories about great successes. Have you ever had anybody who just like they came in, they seemed to have it all together, and then like when they actually went to do the dance, it was just so bad. Like they set a table on fire or something. Like they just danced too bad. Um, you know, no, I don't think I've had anybody who's done that, um, where they've like set things on fire. <laughs> um, and I certainly have never had anybody that I know of that has ever dropped anybody because that's always a concern. People are like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, do you want to do a wedding dip? Do you want to do a dip in your dance? And they're like, you know, only if I don't get dropped because this person dropped me before at a wedding when, you know, when they were trying <laughs> yeah. to do it, you know, I, you just have to learn how to do it right. You don't have yeah. to, you know, this is, you can learn how to do it right. But I have had couples very sadly, um, kind of bite off more than they could chew, I guess. And I, I don't know then if it's, if it's my fault and these people, they weigh on me as, as like a, you know, a tragic story where they've decided not to do their dance. They worked on it and then they, and then, or maybe they don't come to their last lesson or something. And that's only really happened like twice. And I've taught almost like 500 couples at this point. And so that's only happened like two times where they've been like, we're not coming to our last lesson because we're just not going to do the dance because they're overwhelmed and they didn't practice and you know, all these things. And I always am like, in the, those two cases, it, it's like still eats at me because I'm like, I, we could have salvaged it, you know? And I don't know if it was my fault if it pushed them too hard or if, um, you know, they just got to a point where they were like, no, you know? But I think most people don't do that. Most people like commit to it and then they, they make me very, very proud because, mm-hmm. you know, when you, if you've planned something and worked towards it, you know, you're in it together and, and it usually goes really well. Cause they've got like the positive vibes. I feel like most, I don't, I don't really hear that many of wedding of weddings that are like falling apart and everyone's having bad luck all day. You know, it seems like a lot of times people get kind of the good luck gods sprinkling on them. But also I would say if you are really nervous, then I always tell my students to practice before like after wedding which I know it sounds crazy because they're like, oh, timeline, timeline, timeline. But what I always suggest is that, and you guys tell me if anybody has ever done this with you because you're photographers. But so I tell them that during their first look or during their pictures after the wedding, when it's just them to do a couple of their dance steps, just to practice it like in their dress, because that's the main issue that people have that they're like, oh gosh, I'm so nervous because of the dress. So yeah. if you can do a dip and you can do a twirl and do a little step out in their beautiful location that they're taking their pictures in, they get beautiful pictures and it gives you guys a chance, gives the photographers a chance to kind of see what they're going to do. And it also takes out that fear of like, oh, can we actually do this? And it just kind of gets those j- jitters out. And mm-hmm. then once you get the jitters out, you're like, oh, well, this is fine. You know, I got it. So we've had that happen a few times. Uh, can I say names? I don't know. What are you going to say? <laughs> uh, if you remember Lottie and Rodrigo's wedding, they did like a really we... impressive dance with a bunch of lifts and they actually practiced. Oh my gosh. Um, their dance was at amazing. At the end of the portrait session. Um, yeah. And me and the videographer shot some stuff while you went ahead to capture details inside. And they just wanted a moment to like go over everything just to make sure they still had it down because um, they're yeah. feeling a little nervous about it. 
We, yeah. so we sometimes say like in portraits just to give us something because we, I mean, the way that we shoot, we like motion and having something mm-hmm. natural. And so we'll actually ask them, do you guys have a first dance plan? Do you want to practice it? And so they'll do their first dance like in um, a space that they felt comfortable to be able to practice. I mean, we get some awesome shots, um, making sure that lighting looks great. So they have some really pretty pictures of like their quote unquote first dance um, in great lighting. Um, but also we do it cause we know that it's going to make them feel more confident when they go into the reception. So not everybody does, but ha- like have a planned dance, but, um, we're seeing a lot more people having choreographed dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, um, that some of my favorite pictures and some of my students' favorite pictures, they said are the ones that they have like out or in, you know, I had one couple that did it like their dance in a hallway essentially. And it, it's just like really cool. Cause the photographer's way back in their picture and they're, and they're kind of interacting, they're practicing it and getting all these moments. And then also if you happen to do a dip or something in the wedding dance itself and the photographer doesn't get it, then, yeah. cause that could happen. You know, you guys don't know when these things are always coming. You know, oh, and you're, and so many times they dipped like the opposite direction of like, where yes, we are. And, no. Yes. Yeah. You know, I actually plan that with my students because, but I think what ends up happening a lot of times you guys, uh, the photographer is behind them, yep. but I have my students usually face dip towards their people. So at least the way I do it, I have them like go. And so if I had had you guys, I would tell you that, but that's usually part of what I do too. At the end of all the lessons, I take a video of them and I send it to the photographer and videographer to be like, Hey guys, they're doing a dance. Yeah. You could request that. Best dancer instructor ever. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How do I tell all of the clients to go to you? (laughs) I want you to know, you know, that this is coming because sometimes people have like lifts and stuff like you're saying with Rodrigo and Lottie, I think were their names. Like if you have all these like amazing lifts and stuff, you don't, you want to know that that's happening. If you weren't planning for that as a photographer, you might not even, I mean, I don't know very much about photography, but you might not even have the, like the right things on your camera. Right. Or do you always have the right? Might be changing right? my lenses when it comes yeah. up. There's well, so many different things well, that could happen. It's different for us. Cause there's always two photographers. We right. rarely, we rarely miss something like that. It's just the way that I have my lights set up is for, and the way that I stand is purpose for those lights. So right. What my focus is, is it on where are they going to end up with their dip? Because I really don't know that. My my right. focus is what epic shot do I need to get to be able to get people's reactions, their faces in, right. the, in the background and then them and then the most amazing shot of the, the venue. And then I set my lights accordingly. And then once I get into a position where I feel like this is going to be the best shot, sometimes that means that the dip, I get the back. Um, and what's good about that, like having the two shooters is that Steven is going to be some corner and then he always gets it. Um, and then vice versa. Um, Right. I mean, so, but not all photographers have two shooters. And so that makes it a little bit more challenging. So yes, listeners should definitely tell their photographers if they're going to do a dip. Yes. And send a video of it. Like take a video of it and send it to them because then, cause it, you guys might even be able to just watch it before the, that day or something that morning, just to like refresh your brain and be like, okay, well, they're going to do this lift at this part of the song. And even if you're not super familiar with the song, it's pretty memorable. If you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, it's like towards the very end of the song or it's, you know, here, at least you know that. So that that's very helpful. Um, sure. I was feeling super called out earlier when you mentioned we might be behind the couple when they're doing oh. this kind of stuff, because I was like, yeah, because we want to get the faces of the people, of the people. watching them <laughs> yeah, see, in the shots. See, I would never think that because I'm looking at it from like yeah. an audience point of view of like me being in the audience. So as the dance teacher, it's, this is helpful for me too, to know that this is what you guys are doing because yeah, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm your people. So you need yeah. to dance towards me. Like when you end up yeah. Well, and that's how they should do it anyway, because even though they're getting pictures, you know, it's a thing that's happening in real life. It's not just something that's being captured in pictures. Absolutely. Right. So you want to still be dancing for your guests and not just dancing just for your photography. 
We just want so, the guests to make a complete circle around them on the dance floor. Yes. That's all we want. <laughs> that's, we but I want to. I tell them all the time. I'm like, you should definitely try to get your people to encircle you. Yes. But people are not willing to do, you know that. Like guests are yeah. not always willing to come around the back side because they're afraid they're going to be in the picture. And it's like, yeah. well, that's the point, right? It's like, yeah. oh, well, if the guests aren't there, then all I have is the DJ booth right behind them. And, <laughs> right. and that's, that's a lot of times why we use the guest as the backdrop, because right. it's like you typically on the either. other side is some potentially ugly wall or and then it just looks like they're dancing alone, which sometimes that's not too bad. But right. um, and then the DJ booth or the maybe uh, we, of course, photographers are going to move around and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah it's. It's just amazing to hear, like, as we've been talking, we have a lot of friends in the industry, but had talking with different people and their perspective and why and like how it all meshes together and how amazing it is that there's so many weddings and it just puzzle pieces together into this like amazing events. I, I just know. think it's magical. Gosh, I love weddings. I love love. <laughs> weddings come back. <laughs> so sad about it. <laughs> Uh, they will come back and they will come back with flair. I just know it. They're going to be yes. amazing. We should encourage everyone to take dance lessons because why this not? This is the best you know, time. What doing right now? This is the time. Yeah. I mean, of course, in a lot of places, things are not open. So, I mean, then you just have to take online lessons. From sure. Me. So it's just fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make you a dance. That's why I've been doing like custom dances for people. And oh, I love oh, it. so cool. It's been really fun. I mean, it makes, it's not as fun for my husband because he's my partner in the videos. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and oh. like, he doesn't help me teach. Like you guys work together. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, you know how it is. But like, he doesn't teach dance. He's not a dancer. He's a pianist, actually. He teaches piano oh. lessons in, from our house. Oh, he has too. rhythm. Yeah, he has rhythm, so that helps. But he doesn't remember the steps. Like he's every time I teach him something, he's like, "You expect me to just like know it?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do. My brain is in your brain, is it not?" Like this is how I'm like, "How come? But like, we've been married for however long, you know? Don't why can't you read my mind yet?" But anyway, um, yeah. So he doesn't. It's more work for him because I have to like, if I could just, you know, make him know the steps right away, then it would be easier but because it I, you know I, I know all the yeah. stuff but um yeah we dance studios aren't open technically in North Carolina still so I've been teaching outside on my patio and <laughs> you know it is really hot in Charlotte so oh I bet oh goodness fans and yeah under a tent and but a lot of people are actually like oh this is like how my wedding's gonna be so it's good practice because oh, it's outside under a tent because yeah. most people are doing that so social distancing dance lessons. It's either online or outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's let people know where to find you um, since they do have the option and they have more time to be able ah. to to dance. Um, where where can people find you, Alex, to to follow you, see what you're doing, and possibly get lessons from you? Yeah. So, um, my website is the, probably the best place to go and it's just firstdancecharlotte.com and it's Charlotte, not because that's my name, which sometimes people think that, which that would be great, wouldn't it? If my name was Charlotte and I lived in Charlotte, but first dance, Alex, no, it's firstdancecharlotte.com. Um, and then, you know, I'm on Instagram, of course, at firstdancecharlotte and, um, I'm on YouTube. Actually, YouTube is a great place to look because I've got videos of my of former students, but then also videos of all the um, courses that I have or all the online programs. And then you can kind of see what you might learn and those things. But that is my name. My YouTube page is my name and it's Alexandra Zoldis, which is hard to spell. So I would recommend that people go to my website and then click on the little YouTube link. because <laughs> That's way easier. Yeah. And I don't use Facebook really anymore, but you can go there, I guess. And, um, I also have a link to Spotify. So we were talking about songs before yeah. I have all of my playlists, you know, from the years, 2019 first dance songs, 2020 first dance songs, 2017, et cetera. But then oh, I, I also it. have it all separated by genre. So if you're like, I really want to do a country song, but I don't know what song you could just listen to that country playlist. And it's all songs that are great for first dances or ones I've already done. 
So it kind of like pairs it down for you. And honestly, I think it's better than looking at those lists, like from the knot or not to knock the knot yeah. or anything, but a <laughs> no, lot you of can those... go ahead and knock the knot. <laughs> this is a safe space. Okay. Yeah. Um, so a lot of those lists that I see on the internet are horrible because they're not all totally horrible, but a lot of the songs are not easy to dance to. And a lot of them are not, don't have appropriate lyrics. So I think like you should definitely listen to the lyrics of the song that you're choosing and make sure it's not a breakup song, which sometimes yes. people choose, you know, on these lists, they're like, oh, the, well, the best song is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. And I'm like, have you seen the bodyguard? She's leaving during this time. Like, it's, it's like, goodbye. I think she says goodbye. Please yes. don't cry. I think those it's, are the that's words. That's exactly what she says. So I'm like, not if that's your song choice, I'm sorry. Um, but it's, you know, those aren't always the best choices. So definitely listen to the lyrics and see if you can dance to it before you choose it. Cause those things help. I love that you have that, um, those lists. Yeah, that's incredibly helpful. And it saves so much time for our, for our listeners and for your clients to be able to find a great song. Uh, I know that can be incredibly time consuming coming from people who do videography as well and trying to find a song. Oh my gosh. It's oh yeah. So I'm going to have to look at that list. <laughs> yeah, you should, you should. There's lots of, there's lots of really interesting and like different songs that you may have never even thought about. So, I mean, it's really, it's really fun. I, if people are having trouble, I always tell them to like go to a list. If you can narrow it down to a genre, or if you can't do that, then just listen to a list, make it a date night, get some wine and like literally just listen to music. Because when was the last time you did that where you weren't doing something else? You're just like, just listening to music. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Alex. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Agreed. Thank you so much. That was awesome talking to Alex. I think that's going to do it for us this week here at Wedded. Where can listeners find us, Jen? If you want to connect with us online, you can find us at Wedded Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you want to join the awesome community of listeners we're growing on Facebook, you can join our Wedded Facebook group. And don't forget to add your love buddies. You can also visit our website at weddedpod.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wedded. Bye. I love you, babe. Love you too.